0: It is awesome to have all of you with us. And I just want to take a moment to, to just wish you a very, very Merry Christmas we're super happy that you guys all made it out today i see some beautiful family members over there I love you guys thanks for coming out today we're, we're super happy you made it out thank you i know some of you guys some of you guys made it from out of town and and that's great yay 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 we're glad you made it so if you're new what we do in our church is that we t- pick different themes throughout the year and this season Christmas season we picked a theme of worship and so we did four weeks of this theme and it's called the theme the 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 series we call it a series and we titled it he is king and so for the last few weeks the first week we talked about because he is king we want to worship him and one of the ways we worship him is by lifting our hands and so we talked about why do we lift our hands in church and then after that we talked about you know we worship him and so as we worship him we bring our gifts to him so that was the following sunday and then last sunday um we talked about uh just giving it all to him bringing everything you have to god and so this week we're going to talk about kneeling and bowing in worship and this is how we recognize that he is king so if you have your bibles would you open them up to matthew chapter 2 so Matthew chapter 2, the story is, is a pretty interesting story, and it goes like this, verse, verse 10, verse 10. It says, when the wise men saw the star, they were overjoyed. So we're, we're in the Christmas season, so I thought we, we'd start with the Christmas, the Christmas story. And why were these wise men overjoyed? It was because for literally centuries, hundreds and hundreds of years, they had been waiting for this promise. They had been waiting for this this new king to be born and so the verse there when the wise men saw the star they were overjoyed see i mean if you think about it it was like their grandparents their great-grandparents people were waiting for this moment and and so it finally came and so when they finally saw that star they're like this is it this is they were super overjoyed let's look at verse 11 and so verse 11 says on coming to the house they saw the child with his mother mary they bowed down and worshipped him. They bowed down and they worshipped him. And what's interesting is that most of the time when we picture the wise men coming to visit Jesus, what do we see? We usually see this little bitty Jesus, right? We see this, this maybe one day old Jesus, two day old, two, two, two week old Jesus wrapped in like these you know, swaddling clothes. Uh, and so when i was looking at this passage and studying the scripture and I, I i learned that the truth is jesus was not the little bitty baby the reason why we think it is because we see it on every single christmas card or on every single nativity right we see it we, we see it's right there in the, in the little t- nativity scene and it's jesus is the little baby and the wise men coming but the actuality it, jesus was actually older he was a toddler Scripture said, you know, remember, the wise men had to travel 900 miles to get to Jesus. So by the time they got to Jesus, he was actually two years old. And I just want to say, to me, that changes the dynamics of everything. The fact that Jesus was two years old. I mean, how many of you guys have a two-year-old? Raise your hand. Anybody have a two-year-old? Okay, I have one over here. Anybody else? I have one. Okay. So we have a two-year-old. How many of you have had a two-year-old? Raise your hand. All right, I'm going to raise two hands cuz I have had two two-year-olds. All right, how many of you been around a two-year-old? Raise your hand. Been around a two-year-old? Yes. Then you might know I I I I'll be honest with you when I, <laughs> when when before I had a, a child, um, I was always very critical about parents and their two-year-olds. I was always like When I have a two-year-old, there's no way I'm going to let my two-year-old grab that mashed potatoes in the restaurant and like throw it all over the place uh, there's no way I'm gonna let my two-year-old run all over the restaurant like what is wrong with these parents you know and so I remember when we got my, my wife got pregnant you know we, we were I started reading every book we started reading every book and getting ready for 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 our our baby to be born and and we had you know the the all the rules you know with the timeout rule and the do not interrupt rule and all these things we had it we had it all together and then we had our two-year-old. And when we had our two-year-old, all that, like, went out the window, right? I mean, you know, we, it, it, it changes. They wear you down. These two-year-olds wear you down. Can somebody say yes? yes they wear you down you know when they're finally you know they we we used to have the rules but it just kind of went out it faded they faded they weren't as important anymore and and so we're, you know when they're asking us for candy we're like yes here you go you know you 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 don't want to have dinner that's okay what do you want goldfish take it you want to play on the ipad take it just shut up right just don't talk anymore you've wore us down we had all the rules but it threw out uh, out the window when because we we actually had a two-year-old when when it when it push came to shove it was a lot more challenging and I say that to say that that's how old Jesus was when the wise men came he was a toddler so the fact that they worshiped him is all that that's like that's like I think it rivals the virgin birth, right? Like that's a miracle that we're like worshiping this two-year-old. But as we wrap up the series today, we recognize that he is king. And and that's exactly what we're going to do too. We're gonna come to Jesus and we're gonna worship him and we're gonna worship him just like the wise men by kneeling down and, and bowing in his presence. And so what better time of the year to pause in the middle of all the hustle and bustle of Christmas and, and just think about the, the birth of Jesus Christ and this time of Christmas. And I just wanna encourage us not to let this time pass you by, but I wanna encourage you to lean in to what this the Christ of Christmas, the virgin birth of christmas really what it really means and and this idea of of jesus you know coming to the earth not born in a palace but born in a very humble humble place and 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 to symbolize that he's not this far reaching God but he's this Jesus that you can come to that anyone that even shepherds the lowest of the low can come and reach and and meet Jesus and so based on who he is and what he did our only reasonable response is to bow down and to take a knee that's the title of our talk today and worship him and so what I want to do is I want to just tell you and talk to you about three different reasons why we bow down and we take a knee we bend a knee to Jesus the first one if you're taking notes is this, is that you might want to take a knee to learn. You might want to take a knee to learn. As you learn more about him, sometimes you've just got to take, you've got to get close. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody that when they're trying to study something, they get on their knees and they, you know, they look at the ground or, or they're looking for footprints. Or, but you, you got to, if you want to learn about Jesus, you got to get close to him. And one of the ways we do that is by taking a knee. And so there's, there's amazing scripture in Mark chapter 10. If you guys want to look that up, you can. It's a really interesting story about a rich guy. This rich guy, he had everything that everybody else wanted, but he was missing something that everybody else needed. He wanted it too. And so he comes to Jesus, and, and, and this is how the story goes in verse 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him. And what did he do? You guys say it aloud. What did he do? He Fell on his knees before Jesus, and he said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And I want to tell you that I've read this story a bunch of times 10, 15 times, and probably 10 or 15 times just in this last week as I was getting ready for today. But I've read it probably in my life over 20 times, and never once did I realize the posture of this rich young ruler. I, I never noticed the posture. I've always focused on his question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? But here he is, and he's falling to his knees. And, and and so he's there because he literally, he wants to lean in and get to know this Jesus. He's so desperate, wanting to know with everything inside of him, he wants to know what's missing in his life, what everybody else needs, and he's missing it too. He wants to, to try to find this answer. And so he decided to fall on his knees and before God and ask him. And I just want to say that some of you right now, you're in a place in your life where you're wondering, you're, you're you're questioning. You're you're not even sure. You came today. You're like I don't even know I made it today, right? You're here, but you're you're not even really sure. And you're questioning all the. I don't know how, what I really think about God. I'm not really sure He's even real. And and there's all these questions that you have. Is there a God? And where does Jesus fit in in all this? And where does Jesus fit in with all these other? religions that are out there i want to tell you that here at dural vineyard we we investigate that together we learn we lean into those lean into those questions and we try to answer those here so you know you're in the right place and i want to encourage you keep coming here because as you do you're going to start to see us tackle these questions we 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 just finished tackling had a great group where we tackled a bunch of those questions together and so i just want to encourage you if that's where you are here's what you might want to do. You might want to take a knee and lean in. And it's pretty important. If you think it's that important to you, I, want, I don't want you to miss this. And so therefore, I, you know, you're, you're saying, I, I want to come close to God. I, I want to know who He is. And, I, and you might say, you know, I don't even know if kneeling is the trick. I don't even know if that's really going to change anything. I don't know if it's really going to answer any questions. But you just might want to take a knee and pray something like this. You know, you just take a knee and you say, God, If you're really real, would you just show me? God, I want to know you. I want to know who you are. Would you just show me? And I promise you that as you lean into God, the Bible says that as we draw close to God, God draws close to us. And you know, he will never turn away someone who's hungry and wanting to know who he is. And so there are those of you today that maybe that's how you feel. You know, you're going to take a knee to learn and lean in and, and, and see, come close to him like this rich young ruler. There are others of you, and this is number two, maybe this is you, you're a, you're, you are a follower of Jesus and you learned about Jesus already, you know who he is, but you don't necessarily need to take a knee to learn about him, you, you want to take a knee so that you can repent. And so that's it, take a knee to repent. And you may need to take a knee to repent today. See, every now and then, Every now and then we, 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 or sometimes, often, we do things that we're not really proud of. And we hurt people. We hurt others. We, we hurt people uh, in deep ways that really, really hurt them. And maybe you're here and you've hurt someone else. I don't know why, but during Christmas time, it seems to be a magnifier. If things are going really good, then it magnifies how good things really are and just really, really good. If things are not going that bad, then there's a magnifier to that and it just becomes really hard to understand, really hard to, to get. You feel the, the weight of your sin. It, it's, it's a magnifier. And some of you right now, you may be smiling on the outside, but on the inside, you're hurting and you, you're, 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 you're grieving the, the relationship that you had. You're grieving how you've done something to hurt someone else very deeply. And there's a powerful example of kneeling to repent in the scriptures in the book of Luke, chapter 5. And, and it's about Peter, who was a fisherman. And Peter is, is fishing in the middle of, a, of the lake, and his boat is about this wide. And he's there, and he's had thrown his net over on this side many times, and he wasn't catching anything, right? And then Jesus shows up, and Jesus is on, on like the land and he calls out to Peter and he's like, Hey Peter, throw your net on the other side. Now, if I was Peter, I'd be looking at Jesus a little bit sarcastically, you know, like, throw it out. The the boat is like this wide, right? And I've been throwing it out here all day and I've caught nothing. And Jesus, who's a carpenter, asked me to throw it on the other side. You know, I mean if I was if I was Peter I would probably, in my mind, be thinking, aren't you a carpenter? Like, I'm the, like, experienced fisherman here. I've been only doing this all my life. Like, like, why don't you stick to building tables, and I'll stick to putting fish on those tables, you know? But don't try to tell me, like, what to do, you know? And so, but instead of Peter responding like that, he doesn't. He listens to Jesus, hears him, grabs the net, throws it on the other side. And as he throws it on the other side, he's surprised by what happens. And I don't know, you know, maybe Peter's thinking... What difference is it going to make once the boat isn't that big? What are the fishes thinking? You know, I'm not going to be up. Peter always throws a net on this side. We're going to be on this side just to try. I don't know. But Peter does it, and he's amazed. He sees that as he's trying to pull this net in, it starts to, to rip and almost break because it's so full of fish. And that's when he realizes, and he looks at Jesus, and he falls to his knees. And let's look at Peter's response in verse 8 and when simon peter realized what had happened what did he do you guys let's all say this aloud what did he do he did what he fell on his knees before jesus in an act of repentance watch his heart he doesn't say you know oh i worship you because you're so good no he says oh my goodness i I didn't realize who you were i didn't realize how powerful you are i didn't realize that you were my savior i this is too much please leave me i'm i'm a sinner Look what he says, oh, he he says, oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. I'm too much of a sinner. This is an act of repentance. And here's the beautiful thing, that Jesus never turns away a repentant sinner. He never turns anyone away like this. There's some of you right now, you're even surprised you're in church. I can't believe I'm even here. You're thinking, Man, if I go in, that roof is going to fall in (laughs) and fall on me because I'm so bad. But you know what? Jesus never turns away a repentant heart. Jesus never turns anyone away who comes to him and says, Jesus, I failed. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I I want you to be bigger in my life. Peter, you guys, you read his story. I mean, he's St. Peter now. Everybody knows him as a saint, but he wasn't a saint always, uh-uh. He was a bad dude, and yet he comes to Jesus, and he falls on his knees in repentance, and this is what Jesus says. He, he says, from now on, guess what, Peter? From now on, you're no longer going to be just fish for fish. You're going to be fishing for men. And another version of this, and I've heard it's a popular verse for some single ladies, so if you're single, you may want to, lady, you may want to write this down, put this on your refrigerator somewhere. This might be your verse for 2019. It says this, from now on, you will catch men. So I don't know, that's for some of you. You might like that verse. Write that down somewhere, okay? Some of you that, that's what you're going to do. You're, you, you need to, you're, you're, you're going you're to need to to repent before God and, and kneel before Him and repent and say, I've sinned against you, God. I've sinned and I need you. I need you to become bigger in my life. And, and here's the good news. The good news is that scripture teaches us that, that when we confess our sins, that He is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful and just, you guys. And so this is, you know, in a few moments, we're going to hear a song, and it's going to be interpreted very beautifully by a young woman, and she's going to, and the song is, "Oh Holy Night, and one of the verses in that song is, fall to my knees fall to your knees and it's such a powerful thing you might want to do that in repentance you might want to do that that might be your moment where you just as you're listening to the song you're like I'm just gonna just get on my knees and say God forgive me and just go to God and say you know what I'm not perfect but I, I want to know you I, I, I want you to forgive me and in that moment I'm gonna tell you you're gonna experience the grace of God in your life like you haven't before and, and you may want to stay on your knees and that's okay you could do that there. You could stay on your knees Just let God uh, Feel the, the forgiveness of God Filling you Some of you You're going to want to take a knee To learn You're going to want to take a knee To lean in And learn about this Jesus Some of you You're going to want to take a knee To repent And then some of you And this is the third fill in If you want The third, the third point is You might want to Take a knee to give in Take a knee to give in Maybe for the first time in your life You've never done this before But you're going to take a knee just to Just to give in just to surrender, you know, I grew up, I used to love watching WWE wrestling, yeah. you know, I was, I was a big fan, um, and, and so I, I loved it, and I thought, you know, at one point in my life, you know, this whole pastor gig doesn't work out, you know, I could always try my hand at wrestling, and I could tell by some of your laughs that you would think that I'd get the tar beat out of me, and you're probably right, but but you know in wrestling they have this just like you, you UFC today right they have these these this at the when it comes to the end of the match they have you you know you're getting strangled and and you know you're what do you do right when you want it to end what do you do help me out what do you do everybody you, you what you tap you tap you say I surrender I give up I can't do this anymore my boys I have two boys uh, AJ and EJ. We keep it real simple in our house. We don't complicate things. It's not the real names, but AJ and EJ, we, we wrestle from time to time, a lot. And I, we call it wrestling. I, I call it tickling, right? So they, they're so small. They think they're wrestling anyway. But, but, you know, we wrestle, and I tell them, you know, uh, I, I'll put them in, in different holds, and I tell them that the, the magic words for me to, for, for them to tap out, they have to say these magic words. They have to say, papi is the best, <laughs> you know, um, I have two boys in the house. I've heard, you may have heard me say this before and my wife gets all the love in the house. I'm always, so this is my way of getting a little bit of love. I force them, right? Um, So anyway, uh, so I, I tickle them and my youngest one, EJ, he will not tap for nothing. I mean, I'll be tickling him and I'll say, what's the magic words? And he'll say, mommy is the best. And I'm like, no, ah, and I keep tickling him and I'm like, what's the magic words? And he's like, Mommy is the best. I'm like, no. And then, what's the magic word? I am the best. I'm like, I'm going to keep tickling you, are And I keep tickling. I'm like, I'm going to tickle you till you pee in your pants. you got to say the magic words. You know, and, and, and I tell you something. He has peed in his pants before, but he will not tap. He will not tap. Why am I telling you that story? Because I wonder how many of us won't tap. God is... Wanting us to surrender and take a knee and just to give in and just to say, God, I give up, I I give you my life. Maybe there's some of us here today that there's an area in your life that you just will not give it to God. You say, God, you can have all of this, 80% of me, 90% of me, but this one part, let me just keep this one part, if you don't mind. And today, God is saying, hey, you may want to, experience Jesus like you've never experienced him before this Christmas season and take a knee and do it to give in and worship him you know what's interesting to me is that Jesus tapped Jesus gave up he gave in there's a story in the book of of Luke where Jesus does this and it's it's a pretty amazing thing he he does this Luke chapter 22 verse 41 and 42 Jesus withdrew He was with his disciples in the garden and and he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond the disciples. And what did Jesus, the son of God, do? He knelt down and he prayed. He got down on his knees and he prayed. And why did he pray? Let's read. He prayed a prayer of giving in, of tapping out, of surrender, of submitting to God. He said this, he said, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet, let's all say this aloud, yet not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, God, not what I want, not what I want to hold on to so tightly, but what you want for me, God. Even if it hurts, God, even if it makes me feel uncomfortable, God, even if I don't like it, even if I wished I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, God, not my will but yours be done. Some of you, that's what you need to pray today. You need to tap and say, God, I surrender to you. Your will be done. I give in today. I surrender to you. Sometimes you look at people and you look at them and you say, man, I don't know how you do it. How is it that you don't tap out? You're just, you're so strong. You're, you, 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 you keep going. And people ask me that. Pastor Abdi, how do you do it in everything that's go- going on in your life? And I say, you know what, I've learned that, that if I kneel now, I don't have to kneel later. And I've learned if I kneel now, it gives me the strength to be able to stand against whatever comes in my life. So if I learn how to kneel in prayer and worship God like this and just give Him everything now, then it helps me to have the strength to be able to stand against anything that comes in my life. And so by doing that, you're telling God, God, I give in. I surrender to you. I submit my life. Literally, I'm kneeling down before you. And there's a scripture that says, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock of his sheep the flock under his care. Sometimes, you guys, our only reasonable response is to take a knee. Sometimes it's the only way to get through what you're going through. See, it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? You would think, I gotta do, 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 but sometimes just by taking a knee and reminding yourself that God is the one in charge and that God is the one who's holding everything in the palm of his hand and he can make things, he makes the sun rise. I just wanna pray Father, we thank you that you are so holy, that, that you give us the chance to bow down and worship you. And so, God, during this Christmas season, we just take a moment to recognize the amazing truth and uh, that, that this grace has come for us, that the grace that you have for us, that you came to earth through the virgin birth, your son Jesus, born to die, so that we could live. God, because of that, we worship you. Let's bow our heads. And even as we take a moment to pray today, some of us here, we're going to recognize that in our lives, in your life, that it's time to take a knee. Take a knee to give in, to surrender your life. It's time to to kneel down. Maybe there's an area of your life that you're trying to control and something in you, you're not gonna tap. You're not gonna give it in. And you recognize, but I need to. I need to let this go. I'm, I'm trying to have my will in this situation, but I realize I'm not getting anywhere. And so what I need to do is to give it to you, God. I need to just surrender and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. You have control. I've been trying to control this for way too long, God. Now it's your time. And so, either symbolically or even physically, today you're going to choose to take a knee before God. And I just want to let go. I, I want you to let go of any control and just and, and trust in His perfect will for your life. And you're just going to say, you know what? I'm going to take a knee by faith, I'm going to take a knee just in surrender before Him. I really surrender to him in this way. God, I thank you that in this holy moment, you're doing a work in our hearts. And I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would work in us. That there would be less of us, God, and more of you in our lives. And just like Jesus in the garden, when he didn't want to physically endure the same This this pain in his life, the pain of the cross, but yet he surrendered and he took a knee before God. He took a knee before God's perfect will. I pray, God, that you would give us the ability to do that in our hearts today. Not what we want, God, but what is it that you want? We take a knee before you today and we surrender and we say, God, we want what you want for our lives. Thank you for coming today. If you don't have a church to call home, I have two words for you. Welcome home. God bless you. Have a great Christmas. Have a great week. And we'll see you next Sunday. Take care.